Podcast. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining Podcasts. Society-13.com. I like to listen. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. And now your hosts, David Fairhead. Green and white. I'm sorry, they handed you a what? <laughs> a Pabst Blue Ribbon beer headband. That is that some kind of swag? I mean, I like Pabst, but... That's some swag, man, but it's, <laughs> it's not the traditional red, white, and blue. Pabst Blue Ribbon PBR. All right. Well, you color. know what? It's, what? It's, it's like St. Patty's Day. Oh, that's, see, that's yeah, not official. You got to get the... No, no, it's official, man. Uh, it's just, it says Pabst Blue. It's got the seal and everything. <laughs> I wish you could see this, man. This is so freaking cool. Well, you can text it to me later, man. But uh, mostly, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate you doing this. Um, uh, this oh, is... I appreciate you asking me. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to introduce you right now. This is this, this is Kettle Whistle Radio, and I've got Frylock himself, Kerry Means, and we are honored to have you on, sir. I'm honored to be here, sir. Yes. Well, we'll see. Hopefully. How's, how's Jet? <laughs> you know about Jet? Yes, I. <laughs> what? I know about Jet. You, you know my dog. That's fr- I've done some research on you, buddy. That's frightening. Well, you may I, get to hear. I might be right outside your door right now. You better take a look. <laughs> Being stalked by Frylock, I love it. No, no, no. I'm no, not a stalker. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. But At least not, not, not the sausage variety stalker. <laughs> if you had a, a nice set of boobies. <laughs> well, and if JJ. We have a lot of listeners it's with those items, so yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's good. It's a good thing. They're not. They don't hear you yet. I'm gonna edit this. It's gonna okay. Go next oh, week. they don't hear me yet. No, no. no. Hell's bells, dear. Let's get rowdy. Yeah, man. This this is for next week. I you know, I can take out whatever you want me to take out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not live. We do it live sometimes, but. Yeah. You don't have to take nothing out unless you think that you might get in trouble with the FCC. Oh, we're not worried about that. I, I own the network, and we have 12 shows, and we're all doing great. Yeah, we're not worried. Yeah, explicit is fine. We don't care. You should hear the other shows. I mean, we have girls that are just <laughs> so feisty. Uh, I was looking at some of that stuff, man, on there, the NC-17. They're girl. bad. They're badasses, yeah. yeah. They're badasses. They're fun. They're very fun. Good show. But All right, we have Carrie Means, the voice of Frylock. On the hit show, oh my god, I can't believe I'm talking to you, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Welcome to Helm's Deep Headquarters and Kettle Whistle Radio. Um, it, I, I did a little research on you too, and you started by doing theater. Is that, yes. That's true. Yes, I started in the theater. Okay. All great actors started in the theater. Not that I'm a great actor, but I just started in theater when I was just a wee shaver growing <laughs> up in St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. I actually wasn't interested in, uh, in. Well, let me take that back. Let me let's step back a peg or two. Okay. When I was growing up in St. Louis, I had an affinity for cartoons. Of course, I was weaned, literally weaned, on Warner Brothers cartoons, Bugs Bunny. Yes. 
um, the shorts, Warner Brothers shorts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, anything with like Jerry Lewis in it or uh, even Jonathan Winters or, you know, uh, actors who could do impressions and, 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 and actors who could do voices and, and, and just total package type people. Like Mel Blank was my hero growing up, oh man, my because God, yes. I found out this one guy did all these voices. And, you know, he didn't get the, the, the gig to do Bugs Bunny off the rip. He had to knock on the door of Warner Brothers for like two and a half, three years before oh. they even, even let him in. Did not know that. Did not know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Mel Blank, he, he was diligent, though. He was persistent. He kept going back and back and back. And the guy just kept slamming the door in his face. No, we got enough uh, voice talent. But slam. We got enough voice talent. Slam. Wow. So finally, the guy who kept slamming the door in his face died. And uh, Is that so? Yeah, he died, and the guy that took his place vibed with Mel, brought him in, and they were on the same page, and they was like, yeah, let's do this, let's do this, man, let's, let's, let's get you in here, because you got a great voice, and we're going we're gonna to put you on. So, But Bugs Bunny was not the first voice he did. The first voice he did, I think, was like a drunken bull or Toreador or something like that, some oh, old yeah, black had, and white cartoon. There was some controversial stuff back then. Well, you know, they... Um, Cartoon Network tried to run something a few years ago called June Bugs, where they were going to run every single Bugs Bunny episode ever created. That was yeah. a big mistake. Yeah, I remember that. I, I, want, I was hoping to see it, but yeah, they did. How because much? they, you know, they, they, you know, I mean, it's really nobody's fault. There's an old Marx Brothers movie that I watched recently called Day at the Races, where they, the Marx Brothers, they, they all put on blackface and they, they, they try to hide out with the darkies in the stables oh man you know what i'm saying so it's like that that was the time that's the way <laughs> things were going back then you know what i'm saying so who knows donald trump's in the office now maybe blackface will come back oh my god sorry we rarely say that you know it's great that out later no man no, we're, we're, we're 158 episodes into my show for four years now and that, that might be the first racial uh instance which <laughs> it's, it's i don't know it's too funny for me to edit so. <laughs> but so you were doing pulls a race car it's a radio Tune in. I would, It'll be all over CNN, like the Boston incident for my for my show for the movie. You remember that? <laughs> yes. I, I actually, I was going to pubbing up for the movie for for in Boston. Right. Actually, I was going to ask you about your bumps for Cartoon Network that you were doing. I think was that first. That was first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause, cause... I have a hell of an agent. Her name is Rona Burns. And if anybody's looking to hire me, Burns Ag Agy at Mindspring dot com. Very cool plug. Always ask for the plug. R.L. Burns, and uh, I'm looking for work. Always mm-hmm. looking for work. In fact, even though I'm supposedly working now. Yeah, that's I had a now, man. Even though I'm not getting paid, I, I had an inkling that you were you were busy right now on something new, but I wasn't going to touch on that yet. Um, I, I know I like to jump around. That's okay. No, jump that's around. fine. That's jump, fine. Jump. Jump around, sorry. But yeah, but I mean, uh, I love the Brack Show, and I I gotta I admit, Ooh, you went there, the Brack Show. I wasn't aware you were involved with that at the time. Thundercles. Wow, I love Brack, that show. Bless you. <laughs> I was that not. Was... Well, how much fun was that? Mucho fun. Okay. More George fun. Lowe, Space Ghost himself. I loved it. Played oh the God. father, the little six-inch father, the really <laughs> tiny, tiny dad with the. Pencil mustachio. <laughs> oh my God! He was the father yeah, on the yeah. Brack show. Brings me and back. And of course, Andy Merrill, Brack himself, and Zorak, 
Clay Croker, R.I.P. Rest in peace, Clay Croker. Yeah, who recently passed away. Unfortunately, we lost a great one with Clay. He was he was a good friend of mine, and he's sorely missed. That was a great Very show. Talented individual. It was yeah, Brack, the Brack show I thought was a great show, but it didn't last very long, unfortunately. Yeah, I was in college at the time, so I hit it. I got to see that late at night. It was really good. Um, I, I, now, this is something also new for me. You sing. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, now, what, what kind of music are we talking about? I know I heard bass ensemble. Um, I've sung with the Atlanta Orchestra Chorus, the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra Chorus, I've sung with the Atlanta Opera Chorus. Okay. And uh, it's mostly chorus stuff. I'm the boy in the chorus, so I hope you like our show. Yeah, it's in the chorus, man, in the bass section. Basso Profunda. Very it's cool. me. That... Russian bass. I can get real down. I can get down there, baby. Yeah. How did low. you discover that you had the voice to sing? You just did this on your own? Did you develop it? Did Were you taught? Uh, um, actually, before my voice changed, I sounded like my sister. <laughs> So it was like I would answer the phone, hello, hey, baby, how you doing? This isn't Karen. I'm going to go get my sister. You can talk to her. Okay. So when my voice changed, when they, when they finally dropped, and my voice finally changed, like, hello. It was like, hey, Mr. Means, can I speak to your daughter? I was like, yeah, I'll go get it for you. you know? So it's like I found out that I could carry a tune. My mother was begging me, used to beg me to join the church choir when I was growing up. And I would just, nah, my, you know, I was like, I wanted to be like Bart Simpson. Of course, there was no Bart Simpson when I was growing up in the 70s in St. Louis, Missouri. But right, not yet. I, I was like the Bart Simpson of my family, the black sheep. You know what I'm saying? I was like, whatever the family did, I didn't want to do. I was like <laughs> the bad boy of the family. I was like, ah, everybody likes mama's mac and cheese. I don't want that stuff. I killed <laughs> some of my mother's mac and cheese right now because oh, made everything yeah. from scratch, man. She didn't do no boxes. She didn't do none of that stuff. Oh, it's it the best. Oh, yes, we all do miss that when it's not there anymore. Exactly, uh, exactly. That's you know. when you so, miss it. Anyway, I digress. So, yes, I'm classically trained Okay. in the, the vocal arts as well as Shakespearean theater. And I've done some Shakespeare and things of that nature. And I did, I did a Ren Fair, Ren Festival here in Atlanta in 1995. I was so Richard do good, the most serious man in all the land. Nice. So I used to roam around the Ren Fair and impress the ladies with my chivalrous deeds of daring do. <laughs> Things of that nature. I so, love it. I yeah, love it. man. Well, uh, we're going to take a really quick break right now for sponsor identification. And we're going to get right back Mr. with Mr. Frylock, Carrie Means himself, who may or may not sing for us. We're not sure. <laughs> may or may not. <laughs> All right, folks. Keep listening. Thank you. Hey, I'm Joe Lynch, and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Dave, that sick mother scratcher. Hey, folks, and thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio, uh, of course. Um, now, I, I wanted to make note of um, one of our sponsors here, um, someone else's bar. Okay, um, definitely the coolest bar I've ever been to and the best bar food you'll ever have. And it's, it's actually better, than, better food than most restaurants I've ever been to that just concentrate on their food. Uh, it's just amazing, and like here, just here, I'll read this for you right here. Uh, someone else's bar is surprisingly demure. The atmosphere is dim but classy, smoke-free and family-friendly. Elsa, the owner, said couples with children are regulars at the bar, and while there's no official children's menu, they are happy to downsize several menu items. Of course, there are chicken 
tidbits, which are absolutely delicious. One of my favorites. And chicken quesadillas. They are amazing. And grilled cheese. One of the best grilled cheese sandwiches. I know that doesn't sound like much until you've had it. You don't know. Best grilled cheese sandwich. That can be appreciated by all ages. For the grown-ups, the portions are anything but child size. This is true. Elsa stresses fresh ingredients in all of her menu offerings, on all of her menu offerings. And while you may be in a bar, you're not getting bar food. See? So I stand corrected. <laughs> it's a restaurant. It's restaurant quality food at a bar. And really just generous portions. Best wings in Pittsburgh. Getting hungry just thinking about it. Um, let's see. If you're not familiar with Castle Shannon, let's get location here if you're interested in checking it out um it used to be mark's willow inn back in the day and okay it is someone else's bar 3841 willow avenue castle shannon pa 15234 the number you can call in orders for pickup 412-343-4332 and there's also an email address someone else's bar at gmail.com I never ordered through the Gmail, but something tells me you probably can, or maybe just tell her how cool the place is. Food, drinks, candy, why go anywhere else? Someone else's bar. All right, folks, thank you. Back, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Kettle Whistle Radio, and uh, we're here with Kerry Means, and so proud to have him here. Um, he, like you said, we, he may or may not sing for us. We're not sure yet, but um, uh, let's see here. The, the, I had a really good question for you, but um, how? Do, first of all, you like the con circuit. You do the the you do a lot of the, the cons. I've, I do a lot of them myself. That's how I get yeah. out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I do a lot of uh, you know conventions as far as like comic books, movies, and such. Oh yeah. So I get my cool. books you know, out there. Yeah. You, uh, not to cut you off, yeah. but I went to Philadelphia one year. I think it was back in '06 or something like that for the Philadelphia Film Festival. Oh wow. One of the producers of Aquatine, Jay Wade Edwards, he's out there living a high life with Disney in L.A. Right. Now. Hey Jay, how you doing? Wow, nice. Um, he was um, one of our editors and. Uh, producers of the show of aqua teen hunger force and if you ever seen any of the behind the scenes little movie vignettes that we've done like terraphone yes <laughs> um if you've seen terraphone jay jay edwards was the one who directed and filmed most if not all of those little vignettes those little movies that we've done over the years so he's a very talented individual and he had these tickets to uh his past or whatever to a Philadelphia Film Festival one year, and he's like, called me up and he goes, "Hey, Carrie, you want to go to Philly and party for one day?" And I was like, uh, "Let me think about it for a second, Jay." Oh, yes, <laughs> I do. So they sent me to Philadelphia. I was the only representative from Adult Swim in Philly. The whole day it was just reception, 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 booze, food, booze, food, booze, food. The whole day from the time I got off the plane at five o'clock to well after midnight. So I had to pace myself to make sure I didn't get too shit faced. Oh yeah, yeah. Before I ended up. In this uh, bar in the east end of Philly, who they 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 were so into the to the character, they had Frylock fries on the menu. Oh my god! <laughs> of, of the restaurant, I don't know if they're still there, but let me tell you, man, it was such a hoot. I almost got into a bar fight that night, but that's another story. Oh no! Almost, 
Almost, I say. Now, why? What the heck? Were they? they didn't like the Frylock fries? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it was some drunk guy at the bar who oh, apparently was not happy with my appearance. All the women love me. Hey, <laughs> that's all you need. Uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but tooty toot. You know, but, the chicks, it's the voice, and the chicks dig the voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I should get, I'm going to get some feedback from this one. Um, but the convention circuit, I, I do you, you enjoy going? I, I just came back from Syracuse. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Myself and probably this mystery caller that you were talking about. May or not be. We're but there together. I did that one, yeah. yeah. The Syracuse Con, it was, this is, it's, it's a new one. Mm-hmm. It's it's one that's brought on by this guy named Jason. I can't remember his last name. Oh, not Jeff Myers in the Palace Theater. This is a different no, one. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. okay. This is a brand spanking new one. It's fresh out the box. Oh, okay. First year they ever did it, and they asked me to come, and uh, I loved it. I had fun. It was a one day thing. Mm-hmm. They were just testing the waters. It was it was a Sunday. Oh, interesting. Like, uh, last month, like yeah, Sunday like two weeks before yeah. Thanksgiving, on a Sunday. So, which is risky. Very anyway, risky. Very risky. Some people tried to do one here um, two weeks before Thanksgiving one time in Atlanta. It, it, it was dismal. It was a dismal attempt, and I that mean, was a three day one. So it was like, you know, you you gotta you gotta book better. You know, when you when you try to do a con two weeks out before Thanksgiving, you know, that's rough. Nobody's thinking about buying little Johnny a toy sword. They're thinking about <laughs> turkey, pretty much, you know, and family coming in town. But but it, it went pretty well. I had fun. And uh, I had a great time. Before that, I was in, in Long Island for another one-day con. That's I don't where I'm know. from. I'm Maybe from I need there, a con actually. agent. They're just booking me on these one-day things. That, I'm from Long Island originally. You want to go to a one-day convention? I would love That's to, man. I miss, I miss Long Island. Those are expensive conventions, though. Yeah. They can be. Yeah. They can be. But um, as far do you do horror conventions, too? I could. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the right type of uh oh yeah, yeah to go to that but i could i could i could do it well a big one here is uh in evan city where they film the original night of the living dead and we do it every year and it's a good one real good one all the celebrities from night of the living dead the original one they're there the writers the directors producers you know and um it's a good show and you have a good friday and a great saturday sunday you know it, people may be making their last purchases but it's um yeah. it's a good time well, you know, there there was an episode called Super Birthday Snake, which, by the way, is my favorite episode of Aqua Teen. That was another question I had for you. Ever. <laughs> because it's the one where Frylock yes. kills everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he gets, he puts his fries into uh, Julianne Cornrows. Yes. Calls up a couple of bitches, brings them over to the house. And, uh, yeah, he gets all pimped out. And uh, so he says, I can finally do what I always wanted to do. Hang out with the wrong crowd. <laughs> Why don't you call up a couple of bitches and bring them over here before I put a cigarette out in your damn eye? <laughs> oh, man, I'm getting sound bites right now. <laughs> just, I'm just yeah, saying. that uh, was a sound bite. That was an actual <laughs> line from that episode, yep. Super Birthday Snake. I think that was season volume three for the DVD box set collection. Yeah, everything was super, super this, super that, super that. Super Birthday Snake was like, that, yeah, that was my favorite one. Because Frylock kills everyone and gets all pimped out and just, just, just off the chain. Of course, at the end, Meatwad starts eating his brain. But... <laughs> yeah, Meatwad's a little off the wall there. I'm going to eat your brain, boy. I can't really do Meatwad that well. You know, I tried to do him in that episode. I want to have a pet. 
And we would have a pit. And that's as best I could do. I would do a little Carl, though. Yeah. A little bit of Carl there. I don't do Carl. That's Dave Willis. Right. He's the, he's the co-creator. Matt Malero is the other creator of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Matt and Dave are great guys. Genius, genius writers. Funny, funny stuff. I, I love those guys. And Dana Snyder, of course, is the voice of Master Shake. Yep, yep. Yeah, I have a little Dana, stuff Dana Master Snyder Shake right here. Is, is a hell of a guy. He's done way more cons than I have. I'm just actually, I'm actually new to this con thing. The first con I ever did was uh, actually um, Comic-Con in San Diego, believe it or not. The, the, the biggest con in the nation. They, they just took me and flew me there. Like, okay, Carrie, go. You're in San Diego. You're Comic Con. Go. I had no handler. <laughs> no handler. Nobody to tell me where to go to wake me up in the morning, escort me to the building A or that could be rough. Panel C. So that was pretty rough. That could be rough. You do need it at least was. one person with you. You really do. Yeah, you need at least somebody to be like, okay, Mr. Means, I'm going to get you to your next thing here, Dragon Con here in Atlanta. They 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 give me handlers, you know, or I have I bring my own. Right, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and my girlfriend, Leah, hi baby, she she I met her at Dragon Con. I met her here in Atlanta at Dragon Con. I think it was like 2010, Dragon Con or something like that. Right, and uh, she was with another guy at the time. And Ooh, you the stole her. That I stole her away. Nice, but you know how it is, man. Women choose you. You don't choose them. You know? <laughs> she chose me. I I think it was an upgrade. From the guy that she was with. Well, speaking of upgrades, um, we have our first caller here. Are you ready for a question? All right, caller. All right, hold on. We're ready. Let's see here. And all right, I've got you on. Who are we talking to? This is Christine Starkey. Hey, Christine, local actress, by the way. Fantastic lady, been on the show many times. She has a question from uh, well, Frylock or Carrie Means. Uh, for Carrie Means. All right, that's me. Hey, Carrie. Uh, big fan of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force since I was in high school. Uh, that's back in 2006 when I graduated, so it's really cool that I'm talking to you. Um, I just wanted to ask you, because I see uh, that you've done several uh, theatrical musicals, um, I just want you to kind of delve into that. Like, uh, what are your favorites that you've done, or anything that you hope to pursue in the future? Mm-hmm. I did a musical with Actors Express here in Atlanta back in the mid to late 90s called A Wonderful Town. It was based on an old movie called My Sister Eileen. I think it was a Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis film. These two sisters move from Ohio and they get this basement apartment and they're like blasting for the subway. And their apartment's always shaking and everything is blowing up around them. And I play like a sly character by the name of Speedy Valenti. And the director was a really great guy. He's really genius in how he came up with the concept to do it as a musical. And, and we had so much fun doing that musical. So Wonderful Town was probably the, my favorite musical that I've ever done in, in the theater. I've been on stage with Robert Goulet. Wow, nice. Uh, South Pacific. We performed together. I played Henri, the houseboy to the Frenchmen. If you remember anything about South Pacific, the, the film or the play, I played Henri and various other incidental characters throughout the production. And uh, theater's great. Theater's fun. Theater's great. 
it takes up a lot of your time. And uh, if if you're not doing it full time, you're you're gonna have to get another job because it's time consuming and it's it, it can be cost ineffective if mm. you're not getting paid the right amount of money. But I love doing theater because it's that instant gratification. The audience is right in front of you, and you can't mm. yell, cut, stop, take two. You got to keep going. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about theater. Well, good one, good one. Anything? I hope else I answered to... your question. I think you did. Um, in addition to that, what would you like to pursue in the future in, you know, uh, musicals or theater? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Of course I would. You know, if the, if the right opportunity presented itself, I would love to do some more theater. It'd be great. Is there anything that you, you know, have, like, read recently or come out recently or just a personal favorite that, you know, have, has always been around that you, you say, like, I would love to do this, you know, someday? No, but I mean, what? What? You writing one? You got me in mind for something? <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like me as, a, as an actress, I've, I've kind of delved into you know a few projects here and there. But one of them that I say like I would love to do that someday is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And I would like to play Miranda's character, and she's like in her you know fifties, sixties. But like that's my goal someday in life. You'd like to, to you'd like character. to do it as a musical production? Hmm. What's that? Would you like to do it as a musical production, as you're saying that? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not, like, um, I'm, I have been trained musically, but probably, I, I haven't done anything, like, uh, of caliber to that extent. Like, uh, I'm oh, so you're, you're, you're more of a serious... Well, a serious actress. About, you know, she, she gets pretty intense, we'll say that, yeah. Pretty intense? Yeah, pretty okay. intense. That's cool. All right, well, hey, Christine, you got anything else for us here? Yeah. Let's see. I I could delve into something else. Uh, I've been talking with my friends recently about you know the thing that has happened on uh, Hamilton and Broadway, where uh, he was kind of like standing up on stage, you know, the leading actor of Hamilton, and just talking about you know the vice president and what he wanted to be for us. Okay. And I kind of got into a conversation about this with some people, like you know, I think this is the time and you know definitely the space to be doing these creative things. Um, how do you feel about that? Hmm. Well, this guy stood up and started talking about his political views when he was supposed to be performing in a production. Oh, did you, yeah, did you hear about that story? I didn't oh, know. I have not. Oh, okay. It was it was it was uh, national news probably maybe about a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, the uh, leading actor of Hamilton and you know their entire production, they knew that the vice president was coming in to uh, see Hamilton. And, uh, you know, what... Like, talking about Joe Biden. And and oh, kind of react, I think, I think you're... React. Yeah. What? You're talking about Joe Biden? Uh, not Joe Biden. Um, he's, he's the new vice president a lot. Oh, okay. Oh, um, oh, Trump's boy. Yeah, and uh, at the end, they knew that they were coming and they wanted to kind of prepare something for him. So while... The, uh, I did hear about this. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah really? During curtain yeah. call, when everybody was standing up for their applause, uh, the leading actor he talked to his company, and they kind of gave a message of like, you know, you know, we want you to be the vice president for all of us, and you know, just kind of like saying like, you know. Oh, so they were know. just putting him on notice that mm. you know you better be on your p's and q's, buddy. We're going to be watching you. <laughs> that, that's so, you that's know, what they were telling there him, were right? Who were talking back and forth about this, like that is 
not, you know, the time and the place to be doing anything political, this or the other thing, where I feel like, you know, theater is very much, you know, people go back and forth about this, and I've gone back and forth about my friends about this who, you know, do theater, you know, in all around the United States and all around the world, and, you know, people have kind of been like, that's, that's not a place, you know, to do anything political or to say anything, and me, I'm kind of on the side where it's just kind of like, you know, this is what theater is for, you know, telling stories and, you know, connecting with people and, you know, talking with people, like, this is the safe place to do that, and I just wanted to ask you where your stance on that was, like, you know. I don't want to talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay, touching that. I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> All right, Christine. Hey, I appreciate you calling in. Okay, it was cool. Thank you, Christine. You All right. You take care. We'll talk soon. All right, later. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow, we almost had politics and racism on the same episode. <laughs> Ooh. Indeed. <laughs> on that note, folks, we're going to break uh, real quick here. Um, and we'll get right back with Carrie Means. Right, and thanks for hanging in there, and uh, thank you too, sir. Thank you. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that's well here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker. With Dwelling in the Dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. game <laughs> well we are back folks with we're back. Carrie means yes we are and again all the best conversations are off the air uh, <laughs> what what were we just talking well yeah you're talking about how you touched certain fans in certain ways and it was moving um and no I, they told me yeah that i didn't you know they've touched me in ways that i didn't think i oh, could be touched okay if that came out right yeah, hopefully not <laughs> But, um, <laughs> but well, uh, as as one of my uh, fellow actresses once said in a production I was working on, well, if it didn't come out right, put it back in. <laughs> I said, oh, wow. okay. But but, so, <laughs> but you were, that's another story. Indeed, it is. But what was the so, okay? You said that there was a fan with a poster that you can't even get. Oh, uh, yeah, the visible. It was the visible, the visible Frylock poster yeah, that's, that's hanging up in Frylock's bedroom. I have a copy of it now, but it's like an eight and a half by eleven copy. This guy had. If Frylock was a real person, it, by the way, someone 
thought that Frylock was real, mm-hmm. but that's another story. So if <laughs> if uh, if Frylock was a real person and this poster was in his bedroom, he had the actual poster that was hanging up in Frylock's bedroom, visible Frylock, and his friend owned it, got it from some online auction or something somewhere, and uh, had it for like years or whatever, and his friend passed away of cancer or something like that, and he brought it to my table at DragonCon here in Atlanta. Right. And myself and Clay Croker, the voice of Dr. Weird, Steve, and Zorak from Space Ghost Coast Coast, we signed it. <laughs> and I saw the guy again this past DragonCon this year, and he bought some more stuff, and I signed some stuff for him. He's like, yeah, I was the one who had that that poster. But but speaking of rare posters, um, there, there was one where it, it's all red, and the Aqua Teens' eyes and mouths are blacked out, and I think Miwad is like an angel or something. It's like all the Aqua Teens are dead. And all their mouths and eyes are blacked out. And uh, this guy had a friend who worked at Turner, literally worked at Turner. He went to visit his friend and he found this poster in the dumpster. Oh, my God. At Cartoon Network at Turner. This was like six years ago. He was oh telling God. me this story it's like five, six years ago. The, the show was still on the air. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? He's like, yeah, man, I found it in the dumpster. Oh, <laughs> man. Jeez. It made me want to get on the phone right that second ago. Hey, 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 what have you guys been throwing away? I want it all. Give me the whole pile of merchandise. <laughs> I'm serious, man. That's a find. That's a find. That really is. If he found that in the dumpster, I wonder what else they I threw away. I was thinking that same thought. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I mean, all this we okay let me let, let me back up a second we had a rap party for the the show okay. at midway pub oh. here in atlanta georgia where they had all this merchandise they had meatwad frisbees <laughs> for people to take with them and they had uh master shake beer cozies very cool but guess guess what they had no frylock merch what nothing with frylock's image on it hey so I was signing people's shoes <laughs> and shirts and sleeves. And and I was like, why don't they have any Frylock merch? And there's a Danish side. I was like, well, it's too difficult to make that. I was like, what? no, it ain't. If you can make a, a Master Shake beer cozy, you can make a Frylock. You could take a box of McDonald's french fries, for God's sakes. Uh, yeah. That, by yeah. the way, I met this kid. This kid came to my table when I was in Syracuse mm-hmm. at this convention, the one day thing I was telling you about. Yes. With his mother. And his mother was like, My son took a box of McDonald's French fries and made Frylock out of it. Let me show you the picture <laughs> on my phone. And she showed it to me. And it looked exactly like Frylock. I was like, Oh my God. Because we thought we were going to get sued by McDonald's <laughs> at first. When 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 they created Frylock, which by the way was created by Clay Cro- the late Clay, Cro- Clay mm-hmm. Croker. He designed Frylock and Meatwad. Rest in peace once again, Clay. Mm. But, yeah, uh, we thought we were going to get sued by McDonald's because this is Red Box of French Fries. I wondered about that, too. I really did when I first saw it back. But but we never heard anything from them, and I guess they were cool with it. They probably thought it was like – the way I used to describe it to people, it was like it's a happy meal come to life. Yeah, very much so. You got got a ball of meat. You got a milkshake. And you got a box of fries. And – they solve crimes, or at least that was the original premise. <laughs> you know that actually, they saw, I love that. At least, but wait, at least wait. that's what Frylock thought they were supposed to be doing. Initially, solving crimes and helping people. When you found it's, out, when you found out you were going to be a box of French fries with superpowers, what was your reaction? 
I was like, what the hell are these guys smoking? <laughs> well, yeah, they and they write this shit. And my agent was like, you know what? I don't care. They need to keep smoking it so we can get paid. I was like, you know what? You got a good point. <laughs> they do need to keep smoking it. I was actually doing promos for Samurai Jack. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were involved. The, yeah. first, the first incarnation of Samurai Jack. On the next Samurai Jack, Jack gets into thus and so, and this, that, and the other. And a guy by the name of Larry Morris, who was a production assistant at the time, um, he's probably an executive over there now. I don't know, Mr. Morris. If you're listening, I still need some work. So, but but uh, he um, he heard me doing these promos for like Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z. I think I was like the guy who told the nation that Dragon that uh, Goku the first time Goku died. Yeah. This, Goku dies. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z. You know stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So no. Anyway, this guy heard me. Um, Doing these promos, these uh, on Samurai Jack things, he was like, "You gotta hear this guy carry means. Be perfect for Frylock. This this new show that you guys are working on, be perfect for that guy. <laughs> you gotta listen to him." So I'm in a break room at my day job. I was I was the guy at the market research firm that would call you during dinner. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Fairhead. What do you think about your cable provider? Click. You would hang up on me. So I, you know, I was a survey guy. The, the guy that just called to ask questions. <laughs> Do a survey, brief survey, ask a few questions, and then I'll let you get on with your evening. So I was that guy. That's what I, I was doing. I worked in many, I... many a call center, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was working in a call center. And I'm, I'm in the break room with my coffee in one hand and the script to Rabot, the very first episode. No, me, why? Don't get a jam box. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what the hell? So, yeah, and, and Dave Willis and Matt Malero were just, you know, it was a conference call. So they're in the background just cracking up, listening to me spit out these lines. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to get this jig. <laughs> this is too, I wasn't going to get that job. I was like, this is too weird. They don't want me for this. So next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom. Fantastic. The rest is history, as they say. The rest is history. 15 years, right? Mm. It ran for 15 years. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. It I, did. And I have one of the few perks is you get from free T-shirts from <laughs> from Adult Swim. And there's this T-shirt they gave us that on the back of it, it, it shows all the shows that are crossed out in the back. Wow. It didn't last as long as Aqua Teen. Did. Right. Max right. is one of them. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the reboot of MASH, the one that they did after that, of course, is another one. The Cosby Show. And all these shows go on and on and on. It didn't last as long as Aqua Teen did. And I was like, wow, I never knew that these shows didn't last as long as my show did. But, you know, I was trying to, I was hoping to bank in on some of that Homer Simpson money. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? I was like, if we could get to 600, maybe we'd be talking about some stuff. I mean, we got to 200 and then some, but, you know, yeah, it's cool. That is cool. My God. Yeah, how many DVDs are there now? Is it a... Oh, there's a few box sets. Box set. I don't know. I, I think there's one I missed. There might be one I missed. I don't know. But but the last season was my favorite season because I actually got to do my own rap lyrics <laughs> and write my own lyrics to the theme song. To me, that's the best one. Yeah, I was hoping that we could play that one, but you probably don't have that the rights to, to play that, an MP3 version of it. or Rights to play it? I don't know if I had a rights to play it, but mm. I, could, I could spit a few lyrics out for you. Hey. From from my part, this is an uh, open forum. 
I got jacked by the cops. They shot my tater tots. Busted the moon and ice for slinging moon rocks. Gotta meet Watt Watch and a lemonade shake. Do fries go with that? Here come the drum break. Aqua team, we're gonna, we'll never be canceled. Aqua team will, won't be dismantled. Aqua team, we're gonna be together. Aqua team, we're gonna live forever. Fantastic. I'm in the hood, G. So, yeah, they, they gave me like two little lines and they were like, this is your part, Carrie. And I was like, no, 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 no. Hold on. I get, I, I'll tell you my part is. So I sat down and wrote those lyrics out right there in the studio. Five minutes, two minutes later, I was in the booth recording it. So, yeah, <laughs> the last season is my favorite opening because I got to finally bust a funky rhyme. Finally. They called me one year, like in 2006, and was like, Carrie, we need to record this album. I was like, <laughs> Finally. They're finally going to realize that I got some skills. I'm going to exactly. go in the studio. I started writing down all these lyrics and everything. I was like, I was like get ready. Bust the fuck you around. It was a Christmas album. So <laughs> That's a little awkward. They had, they had me singing, oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Dave Woods was like, Carrie, that was beautiful. <laughs> now, can you fuck it up and do it like Frylock would do it? Oh, man. And I was like, sure. So, if you if you've heard the the soundtrack, the Christmas album, or the, uh, yeah, it's a Christmas album we recorded like right. in '06 or something like that. Yep. For for Aquatine, yeah, Frylock is singing "Oh Holy Night" really <laughs> badly. Yeah. So, did Carl have a song? Was, did he do a song? <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm trying to remember I, that one. I had a copy of that thing, and it's going the way of all things. I don't know where it is now, uh. but yeah, but. You probably could find a copy online now. You know, the Frylock, no, the Aqua Teen Christmas album. I don't know if it's called that, but I, it's probably tied into the movie more than likely. So, it's what, was, soundtrack too. What, what was your like strangest or funniest fan moment? I don't know that we covered that yet. Strangest, funniest, strangest fan moment was this guy who showed up at Dragon Con a year or two ago who tried to get me to do the uh, egg challenge. In other words, this is how he does it. He has a bag full of eggs. Some are hard-boiled, but one is raw. So you have to smash the eggs against your forehead to see if you get the raw one. I like that. I, I didn't. You didn't? Oh, did you lose? <laughs> I didn't do it. Oh, I didn't okay, do it. Okay. I was like, I'm not going to literally walk around this kind with egg on my face yeah what what is that what is that person thinking coming no, up he said he, he had Vern Troyer do it mini me oh, okay well all right <laughs> so he dared Vern Troyer to do it and Vern Troyer, and he wanted to film it like and post it on YouTube to see if I would get the bad egg or not I'm like I'm not doing that shit what's the matter with you I'll sign you an autograph give me 20 bucks I'll sign a picture for you buddy but uh other than that, I'm not going to do the egg challenge. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It'd be fun. It'd be fun for you <laughs> and your YouTube subscribers to see Frylock with egg on his face. But wow. I think I've got wow. an egg on my face metaphorically enough times on stage. And I don't need your help. So that was his deal, just getting people to get egg on their face and putting it on YouTube. Do the egg thing where he had like four hard-boiled eggs and one raw egg. And your challenge was to see if you would get the raw egg. And I was, So that was one of the weirder things that i could think of that happened to me I was, it's probably been some weirder shit but i can't think of it right now i gotta tell you another, do, i'll let you know another one that you gotta hit if you haven't already is the uh indianapolis uh days of the dead 
Um, again, it's horror, but they get everything from old glam bands to uh, models, wrestlers, you name it. So you could. Oh, speaking of wrestlers, I did uh, when I was in Elmira. Dana Snyder and I did a convention, the Twin Tears Comic Con in Elmira, New York. Okay. Uh, back in August. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar with that one. And we and Jake the Snake Roberts was oh, sitting right next to me. That's crazy. He's a real cool guy, man. From what I understand, yeah. Yeah, I was a fan he, way back when. We took a picture together, and I could probably send it to you. <laughs> yeah, me and Jake the Snake got along great. That, it, that's really hilarious. Did. I mean, yeah, you, do, you don't know who you're going to run into there. I know, right? I ran into the I, I ran into Stephen Piercy from Rat, and he thought he knew me, and I thought that was hysterical. He, I, <laughs> I think he thought I was a roadie of his because I was carrying my boxes of books to my table, you know, and he just gave me this big... You say you owe me some money, man. Remember yeah. that tour in Toronto? <laughs> it's kind of, it Remember was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gave me this nod. He just went out to smoke, and I'm coming in for the first time the, of the day, and I'm wearing a Slayer shirt, so he probably thought I was a roadie from L.A. that he used to use. And um, I, he just he, he was, like, so happy to see me, and then he, I think he realized that in the same moment he doesn't know me at all. <laughs> just, he, he recanted <laughs> his smile. <laughs> it was great. Very <laughs> awkward moment and yeah, right? he soon left he, he was gone after the first day so Did you take a selfie with him at least i should have i was carrying boxes so it's just one of those things you know but I, i've uh bill mosley is a favorite of mine i'm sure you're familiar with him bill mosley uh devil's rejects uh all the rob zombie movies i've heard of that bill mosley yeah. is a great guy i've heard the devil's rejects i think i saw some of that movie well yeah, yeah. bill does has done this show three times now so yeah cool. he, he's a great interview a great interview uh, we're going to take a real quick break here before we wrap things up with Mr. Carrie Means, the voice of Frylock. And, uh, well, yeah, we'll get right back to you, folks. And thanks for hanging in. Hey, was you I saw the other day? I'm seeing faces, feeling so jaded, lost in thought, thinking of what may.
That was Santana Maynard, a friend of Frylock's. Yes, Carrie Means. We, we do enjoy when uh, our guests bring their own music with them. But yes, Santana Maynard, Prison Key was the song. And uh, thanks for listening. And let's get right back with Frylock. This is Carrie Means, the voice of Frylock. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Hmm. So I'm here with uh, Kerry Means, Frylock. He's still with us. And apparently, what what did you have to say about laundry? I did my laundry this morning. And everybody's doing it. And and no, no, no. The washing machine where I live floods the floor. Oh. And I, and I told my landlord, I said, you know, what? He said it was everything was fine last time he came by to collect the rent. <laughs> and I said, everything is not fine, sir. <laughs> it's still flooding the floor. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> not when not when he was going to come back to fix it. That's all it was. Okay. So basically, you, your landlord is, is Carl. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I fixed it. You're good, Fry man. I got from, you. Get away from my no car. Problem. I don't need no instructions to know how to rock. <laughs> well, we got a caller for you here, and I think you kind of know this dude. Um, caller, are you are you still with us? No. Okay. Good. All right, so no. I'm, I'm going to hang up, all right? So, uh, is that you, Salon? Yeah, yeah he, I, I think I mentioned he gassed up the studio here a few times. So. That's Salon for mm. you. Salon Singaris, yes. Actor. Always gassing up the place. Did you do that in Syracuse again with him? Seriously? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Oh, you behaved. I prop dusted okay. over by the... Uh, the Back to the Future car, though. <laughs> All right. We didn't. We didn't really get a chance to hang out. We should have really hung out more in Syracuse. Yeah, you yeah, should. I know. You I were with your really wife and everything. Hard. You know, the wife was like, ah, "I just want to go to bed, honey. I forget it." <laughs> actually, right. Actually, it was my idea. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. What do you got, yeah. so long? <laughs> well, I know you guys they don't get enough of me, so I figured I'm gonna interrupt you guys on your airtime and and do a double assault. Ladies and gentlemen, Salon is the reason why I'm talking on this program yes. right now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Well, don't blame me. He wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, it's not a blame game, Salon. It's just a good thing. Salon, are your eyes glazed over right now? Curious. <laughs> what? Yeah. So what do you got for us, man? All right, well, Carrie knows my favorite episode, the unrated version of the Dick episode. <laughs> and, I, mean, I just watched it again. I just watched it again the other day. That's a spectacular episode, especially when it doesn't have those rainbow things across the dicks. Well, you know, that's for standards and practices. Yeah, that's, you know. that's bullock is what I say. But who am I to say <laughs> the FCC would get on you, man, about that type of stuff. But if you look at South Park, oh yeah, and you look at our show, and you figure how how would the FCC get all over us about this stuff? And South Park's been doing this stuff forever. Yeah, you know, you got Paris Hilton crawling through someone's anus <laughs> to escape it. Mr. Slave, her and Mr. Slave is playing a game on who can stuff the most stuff up their ass. And I'm like, okay. but you know, that's America. It's America. You can do this over here, but not over there. 
did he answer your question? <laughs> no, like it's, yeah, it's I like, know. You know. He said dick so many times in it, and, and it was perfectly delivered. How many outtakes are there of that episode? I can only imagine. I didn't personally when when we were recording out. I, I was asking, how how we are we gonna get this aired, dude? How are we gonna even get this aired? I mean, seriously, it, visually, visually. Wongberger is a giant penis yes. with balls for feet yep. and pubes for arms. <laughs> they didn't edit that out of the clean version. He's still a giant penis with balls for feet <laughs> and eyeglasses. And you can see the tip and everything. And it's like they didn't edit Wongberger. You know what I'm saying? If you think they didn't make him into a, he was still a dick. They sent me a bunch of decals, and uh, he was one of them. Wongberger was a decal. I was like, this guy's just a big dick. That's all, that's all he Did you put the is. decal on your car? Or? He had to get back. No, I put it on my bedroom door. Oh, there you go. <laughs> to let the ladies know what they were in for when they came inside. <laughs> you guys, you guys are, you're picking on the elderly now. Like right now? What are you talking about, Salon? That would be me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> What's the matter? Yeah, yeah. Does your dick not work now? You need some Viagra? From Cialis? Oh, me? Uh, yeah, As an elderly, you just you set yourself up for that one. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's half <laughs> the fun of, of setting, setting up a good gag with two people who get it. You started talking about dicks. You turned this into a sausage party. Yes, you did. That was that movie. Yes. Have you guys seen that movie? Yes, yes, I did. What did you think about it? What did you think of Sausage Party? A little too long. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. Indeed. Or unintended. Solon, do you have a question for uh, Frylock or Carrie Means? Well, yeah, you pretty much answered my question what was coming how are you going to air this okay. I just wanted to know I just wanted to know how he managed to keep a straight face at the same dick about a hundred times in an episode because I thought they were going to bleep everything man they, they bleeped everything else you know what I'm saying <laughs> if, you, if wow. you really pay attention uh-huh. in, in the early years they bleeped most of our foul language and then in the later years in the last four or five seasons, they, they they didn't bleep us so much anymore. They let us curse yeah. a, a little more. I mean, the F-bomb was still an F-bomb. You know, you really couldn't say that. But right. but other stuff, you know, you could say, like, when when Dickaso got aired, I was really shocked. I was like, wow, this is, we've, we've, we've hit a new low. <laughs> we've gone under the toilet in toilet humor. <laughs> Did you ever, like, get to write an episode or have some input or... No, but I did a lot of improv. Okay, okay. That's, like, that's more like, fun. Like, you know, uh, say, for example, the Wayne the Brain McLean episode where they're in the bar and Carl, Carl is eating all these wings and he's not getting full. <laughs> yeah. And he thinks he's he's getting full off these wings. Oh, by the way, Wayne the Brain McLean was played by the great Seth MacFarlane. Oh, wow. Mr. Family Guy himself. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, this was before Family Guy got huge. I don't know if Family Guy was even airing then, but... Yeah, we had Seth MacFarlane on for that episode, and he was Wayne the Brain McLean, and Frylock didn't know nothing about sports, so he had to, 
bring Carl in because Carl obviously was a sports guy. And uh, so when Frylock was winning, he was like, booyaka, booyaka, stuff like that. And and, and my producers were like, wow, it's cracking up. You never heard nobody say booyaka? It was like, no. So I was like, you know, so I've, I've thrown in a few little Easter eggs and stuff like that. And the, the episode where they're, they're all trying to join, they all became Marines. I think that's one of the later seasons there. And they, they looked up online all these Marine sayings, like, you know, fart sack and, and, and jarhead and all this stuff that Marines like to say. And my father was a Marine, so I knew a lot of the Marine-type sayings, you know what I'm saying? And plus, I'm a big fan of the movie Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. So Classic, classic. I definitely <clears throat> know a few Marine well, sayings. Uh, listen here, Solon, you got something else you want to add here? Because we're going to have to say goodnight. I was just digging listening to Carrie. I know. Like cool stories. Uh, no, listen, you know, your house is halfway between his and mine. Uh, yeah, so, I hear that. Yeah. So let's talk sometime and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll direct the two missiles towards the center and really have an explosion. I told, I told him about Evans City. I told him about Indianapolis. You know, uh, Evans City being a real fun one that me and you have done. Uh, he's interested, so I'm going to maybe, maybe get Kevin involved there with booking him for next year. That would be outstanding. Probably extremely possible, too. And, oh, oh, by the way, some good news on the front. Did you hear the, the New York premiere of Belly Timber is April 15th in Syracuse? That's his movie. Did he let you know about that one? What is it? Carrie, uh, Belly Timbers. Well, it's Celtic, Celtic for, what is it? Eating people? Uh, Mealtime. Meal Mealtime, okay. But it's, well, you know, me and Salon talk a lot, so he's going to he's gonna give me that info on that. And, and I'm going to have him, I'm going to have Gary, and uh, I'm going to try to get him into Virgil, the, the upcoming screenplay. All right. Very and, good. Uh, I'm writing another one, and the studio is also interested in that. I definitely am writing a character for Gary to be in that one. Yeah, and uh, you should know this too, Carrie. Uh, Solon shoots me in the uh, new John Russo movie. Uh, my, my you know what? You know what? He, he shoots a lot of people, apparently. He yeah, shot he's... somebody else that I met recently. <laughs> this guy shot me right in the head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. wow, this guy's known for shooting people. I don't know if I want to hang out with you, Solon. Yeah, we have an interesting background. But Solon, I'm going <laughs> to say goodnight, man. Thanks for calling in. You have an awesome, both you guys have an awesome evening. Alrighty. I will chat on each of you soon. Absolutely. You know where to find Peace it. Peace out, my brother. All right, later, later, man. I love that guy. That's one hell of a character oh, right there. man, I'll you don't know. We're, he, he's from Long Island just like myself, and he was a band out there for the longest time. Um, yeah, he was for, banned? He, he was in a band. Yeah, band. Oh, now now he's banned. He was banned yeah. from Long Island. He's, no, I was he, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Wait a second. No, he very well <laughs> might be banned from Long Island right now. I, I, but he was in a band for a long time. Um, and we just happened to get published under the same company, and the rest is history. But uh, this, um, let's see. All right, so just so you know, you're, you're, you're not alone in your zaniness. You're in good hands here at Kettlewell Radio. You're always welcome back. Um, this is where you should tell people where to find what you got and how to find so, it. I'm 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 working on a new show on Nickelodeon called Welcome to the Wayne, which basically stars ninety point five percent of the Aqua Teen cast. Oh, cool! So basically, you'll hear some of your favorite uh, voiceover artists from Aqua Teen Hunger Force on this show 
on Nickelodeon. It's going to be airing sometime in 2017, and it's called Welcome to the Wayne. It's about a bunch of prebubescent teens who try to solve, save the world on a daily basis, basically, <laughs> from supernatural entities like vampires and things of that nature. And Dana oh, Snyder's uh, in it. I'm in it. Dave Willis is in it. Um, I'm liking it already. Look for that. So uh, you'll be hearing... Uh, you basically be hearing the Aqua Teens in this show in another format, of course. But, <clears throat> I mean, you won't see them, but mm. you'll hear them. Let me put it that way. That's cool. So look for that, folks, coming out soon to a television near you on Nickelodeon. So we've gone from the adult pool to the kiddie pool. Once again. But we're still in the pool. We pol- politics, a bit of racism. You know, hey, why not? Gavin drowned yet. Yeah, we're, we're doing all right. We're still, we're, I'm doing the dog paddle right now, trying to keep my head above water. All right, well, well, you got fans, my friend. Uh, well, as always, you can find all our shows, okay, at www.society-13.com. Got some crazy ones there, uh, some really interesting ones, and some uh, very much adult material. Um, and of course, my stuff, www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Uh, I could always use your help. Uh, got a comic book out there, and I've got two other books available if you're into your horror and, um, well, uh, yeah, wackiness. Uh, and uh, that's about it, I guess. We, we, that's a wrap. Uh, are, you got anything else? You're on, you, are you on Twitter? I forget if you want. Are you on Twitter? I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not okay. on Twitter. Okay. I don't tweet. Okay, Twitter's been good for me, but yeah, at Fairly Dark, folks, if you want to get me on Twitter. And we do tweet the shows, so this will be on there. And uh, I guess we're going to say goodnight here. Good night. Thanks a lot, Mr. Means. Thank you, sir. And hopefully we'll be talking again soon. I hope so, too. some other future projects and whatnot. <laughs> good night, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sleep tight, Pittsburgh. Don't let the Pittsburgh bugs bite. Very good. Peace.
Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.